After Things is brought to you by Patreon.com slash Weird Things. Thank you for supporting this show. Hello and welcome to After Things. I'm joined by Brian Brushwood. Hello, hello. Bryce Castillo. That's me. And who are you? And that's all that matters. That's all right. All that matters. It's all just the three of us. Just, 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 just Brian Brushwood, Bryce Castillo, and our mysterious narrator. Yes. I would like to talk a bit about adaptation, adaptation, adapting. Ooh, okay. This is uh, good. There are a lot of ways you can start. Yeah. Do you mean like uh, taking a story? Do you mean... Uh, Do you mean like moving running? to the other part of California, way up north? <laughs> it's not a personal thing, Brian, about me. What are you trying to say? Well, uh, no, no, no. But, but, but uh, in, in, in all yeah. sincerity, uh, you and I have spoken off the record that mm-hmm. I'll bring into this now. Um, w- when you're a creative independent... Yeah, uh, I, I mentioned this casually, and I was really pleased, Andrew, that you instantly knew, you instantly grokked what I was trying to express. Uh, you oftentimes don't think of your wealth in terms of dollars that you have, but instead of months that you're taken care of. And, and you know, I've got mm-hmm. shows for this amount of time, and then I'm going to do this gig, and then this will be what I focused on, focused on. And I expressed to you that uh, I, I know for the next few months, everything is about promoting World's Greatest Con, but after that, things get a little bit fuzzy to me. Um, and I suppose that's that was me expressing the uh, uh, intuition of adaptation. I'm going to cough now. Yeah, I think about that there's a lot of stuff going on with AI. We're seeing this sort of a, a, a bunch of new tools and whatnot and conversations I have both outside, just like I have one of the writing groups that uh, one of the writing orgs I'm a member of is like asked, doing a survey on AI and want to know how it's impacting people because we, we've always imagined there will be a future where there will be AI and AI will be pervasive and everywhere. But the rate at which that happens, you know, the, 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 the future happens unevenly. It happens in not the ways we expect. Previously, you talked about the book, you know, Where's My Flying Car? And, and it's an example of how we had an idea of what the future meant 50 years ago. And then that... The reality was very different. We go down these different paths of the idea. If you look at, you look at, I don't think 50 years ago, a device as complex as an iPhone, most people thought we would have. When you think about really, you'd be like, yeah, just a phone. But like, yeah, it's a 4K camera. It's a studio. It's all these things. It's, it is, you can can run an entire business from this. It's, it's, and it's good enough at all of those things. And I think that uh, most, science fiction thinks to the kind of the end game of AI of, of AGI. Uh, uh, but mm-hmm. mm, we don't see a lot about the good enough part. Um, what happens mm-hmm. when anybody can be a war photographer on uh, the front lines of, of an invasion in, in, into the Ukraine and so on? Um, What's the one symbol of a modern worker, of a modern information age worker? I mean, having a smartphone for sure. Or laptop. Yeah. I mean, I mean even that, I, I'm astonished. So so this laptop that, that I have in front of me mm-hmm. here here at the studio. Got a surface. Uh I am I'm shocked 
how many times I've gone on business trips and thought, yeah, do I need it? No. Oh, you can, you can, yeah, you can get away with a lot of your phone. I do a lot, but I'm still saying that lap. That's like when you go to work for a company now, your, your laptop. Yeah. This, right. is, this is what your thing is. It's not because it's the filing cabinet, it's the printer, it's the phone server, it's all these things. And now the phone subsumes more of that. And, and, and it is, it is a thing because you think, and you try to think about like, we, the form factors changed a little bit, gotten thinner. And I remember the first laptop I bought like 1992 or 93 or something and paid probably $900 for it, which in those dollars was a lot compared to what you get today. Uh, substantially so. Yes, mm-hmm. Andrew, heard of, heard of Moore's Law. Please tell me more. Uh-huh. But uh, what that did, you know, how much that subsumed through online applications and stuff like you could run a company, you can run a company from your phone, but you just, just that idea of where uh, that became. Well, in, uh, since we're in uh, after things, I can talk a little bit out of school. Like it's now becoming baked into the way we run scam stuff, the online store that, um, uh, you know, Austin is very expensive to live downtown and so on. Uh, and, and we're transitioning to a place where more things happen on campus as far as the physical fulfillment of the nuts and bolts. But meanwhile, David Rowan is intent, you know, he, he's cracked the code of like, Oh wait, no, no, no. I can, I can take less money and just, travel a lot like like he's going to be one of those techno digital mm-hmm. nomads that we hear about and uh and run the store and i honestly don't think i don't think customer service will i think nothing will suffer for it i think he's going to be great at it and it'll just he'll live a lifestyle that costs less money because he has that that magic access to everything mm. I, yeah it's it's oh sorry Bryce. go ahead well, I, I, thinking about adaptability, um, I was I was thinking today about YouTube and Shorts. Um, it's become you know we've talked about it a lot, and it's it's becoming you know its own sort of uh, outlet, and, and and it's it's interesting because it is a new paradigm for how you experience YouTube. Um, it's not new, you know, across the world, right? TikTok has it, Reels. Um, it's it is not dissimilar to Stories. Um, but I think what is interesting about YouTube and certainly as a creator on the creator side, um, it's kind of, it's kind of really futuristic to go from like, Hey, this is the biggest video platform on the world. Now we're going to make a new, we're going to take a new paradigm and give you a new way to experience all of this while, still having access to all of the previous content linked to that content, all of the stuff that is built on top of like, I guess that's the interesting thing about shorts to me. Um, I was talking with someone else the other day and they said, Oh, I hate shorts. And I get it. Like, I get it. Like it's kind of really clumsily put together right now. Um, but at the same time, it, you, it, it's very much like the Instagram adding stories moment for YouTube. It feels like of, we're, we're going to steal this, but our benefit is that we already have billions of hours of content to connect it to. And we already well, have all of the, the most users out of anybody. And, and I'll not fault anybody who wants to complain about shorts mucking up their feet or whatever. Uh, but the response should be is in the right places for sure is, is, is very, very simple. It's like sounds like it's not for you. Uh, but but by the numbers, it's for 
a lot of new people who are discovering, like, uh, uh, we'll talk some real numbers here for a bit, like uh, uh, doing long form content week after week after week. We did regularity, we've had consist consistency of product and so on, um, and things begin to plateau, mm -hmm. but, but with shorts, the fact that it's being algorithmically fed to people who are very likely to like your back catalog of product, it's been astonishing, uh, Andrew. Like, 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 uh, we had kind of leveled off to less than a thousand new subscribers a month on the Modern Rogue, but now suddenly we're six thousand new subscribers a month. And when they subscribe, they're subscribing both to the long form and the short form content. Right. And all of a sudden, there's a reliability, uh, which. Well, is there's a reliability of reach that TikTok is not able to offer that YouTube does appear to be able to offer. I am skeptical only because TikTok seemed to be the exact same way, and then and then they change in the past six six weeks or so. It definitely seems and, like and they've you, turned uh, the faucet. Down. You're right. Oh yeah, take everything I just said with the caveat. Huge of grain of salt. All, all of the rules can change at any moment. Yeah. I I think that there is going to be. Interesting. It's going to be interesting to see where YouTube goes versus TikTok as far as that. Like the shorts, like I begrudgingly watch more shorts and some of them are fine. Some just felt like, hey, you just pulled 30 seconds out of this other video that I had already watched. Uh, but then some of like, oh, this is cool. This is fine. Engaging. But I think that the long term play is TikTok like pays like nothing to its creators. Correct. TikTok is like very much algorithm and as as I as I phrased it uh, previously, there's only one star of TikTok, and that's TikTok. Uh, everybody else gets one moment in the spotlight, and then we move on. Yeah, I think that. So yeah, I think that that's going to be very curious to see is what they do because do they feel that there's so many people coming in to create content for them? Do they need superstars? Right. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just they just have an algorithm just selects and makes people, and then by the time they run their course, find somebody else. Hmm. TikTok is not your friend. Well, yeah. And, and I mean, there's always the undercurrent of like, you have to have good, you have to have something people will respond to, right? I mean, if you just have junk, I mean, there are novel cases where something bad becomes popular partly because it's bad, but you do have to have generally a certain amount of actual social engagement for like you can, we I use like you see in the music industry, the idea of like astroturfed artists, you know, fake popular artists to try to get them get get them off the ground um but there's only a limit there's a there's a limit to that there's a limit to how much someone will want to ask to listen to something they don't want to listen to to ask to watch to something they don't want to watch you know like i i i always i do think about that also when we talk about algorithms i'm i'm, I'm gonna bring this up again because i was very fascinated by the nothing forever which we talked about previously mm -hmm. which uh was the ai generated Seinfeld parody that was 24 seven nonstop until uh, they uh, <laughs> changed up the way it was being generated. And they just, <laughs> just created some content that was not appropriate for Twitch. Yeah. And then it got banned for like 14 days. Yeah. They'll be back in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, but that, that idea of like, I was going to say on one side is you have this short form content. You have, it's easy for people to produce and you can produce a ton of it at billions of clips. The other side of it is this sort of rolled of, letting a narrative even narrative is the right word just keep playing out nonstop, and that's what i'm curious too is like where's the world of generative content going to be like yeah. 
there there will be AI generated versions of reels and stories and TikTok and all that, but there's still going to be we're going to watch people doing cringy things because making fun of a cringy thing a robot did isn't as fun as making fun of a cringy thing a human did. And we've already got so so many. Um, we we put a lot of uh, time, effort, love, and care into into our into what we put out. Uh, into into our speaking. evergreen content that um, we create. But there are definitely channels out there that really pump and dump a little bit, you know. Uh, some of the most popular, partly because they make so much so much uh, quick, maybe disposable material um, that I can't imagine, I don't know, all of the worries about generative c- content. Like, there's already enough junk out there. They'll just make it faster but it'll still be junk junk will be junk and good stuff will be good stuff and i there there's only so much you can tell people that uh this thing rules even if it stinks well there's there's but we live in i i have there's no shortage of really good things for me to watch on streaming and other places like we live in this golden age of this because there's so much competition for it and and i could see that there was a period with cable when cable was sort of king that wasn't as much the case. The, th- the good stuff was the things you had to pay for HBO and all that. The rest of it was filler content. And we don't, we, we have a lot more, or the, the, the number of hits we're exposed to is super high comparatively because it, where it was just a cable plan, you paid for it and, you know, crappy cable station was going to get their dollar eighty a month, whatever from the package that's changed. And I think that in that world of everybody creating content is going to be our, the opportunity to create a ton, it's, yeah, I think you're still, the really good stuff is still going to be there. Uh, th- this is one of those moments where I want to loop back to uh, one of Justin Robert Young's maxims that is so, so true. Is that February? Is, that October uh, The The internet smells effort. And specifically mm. what the internet hungers for is human effort. And even more specifically, the internet hungers for human effort to satisfy an empty void that they as a consumer want. Um, you know, there's you and they, and as we've talked about before, you know, I perceive the fundamental attribution error that most creators make is they look inside themselves in terms of what do I have, and they think that's the majority of the story. Uh, no, uh, instead, you should spend more of your time looking at they and what is the unmet need that they're desperately hoping to hear and figure out what is within you to uh, satisfy that. There there was working in reality TV and the odds and being perfectly connected to it. I remember I would sometimes see casting tapes and stuff from people. And, and there was somebody who, for a show, it stuck with me because it became a running joke. And this young woman who was doing some pilot or something like this. And she says, I'm tired of not being famous. And, and, and that became kind of my catchphrase is like, anytime I'd hear no, like I'm tired of not being famous. Cause in her head, that's that expectation of what she belongs to be a famous right. says, says uh, one of two people here who have worked very hard to get over the fact that we're tired of not being famous price uh but yeah so no, yeah. so so i i part of me goes i know what she's saying i would never say it out loud because i know that doesn't come from a healthy place and i think that that's that is a thing you see so some some content some of the best people who make some of this content like there's a little bit of like yeah i want to get known for it but it's like 
I want to make a cool thing. I want to make a cool thing, not what cringy, whatever thing I can do to get attention because people think that like, ah, once I have that attention, and we've seen a lot of examples of people who had really bad attention, like, Kim, you know, like the starting point of Kim Kardashian's career, not the most ideal, how she sure. turned it out. Fantastic. And some people are like, oh, well, that doesn't, it doesn't matter how you get in the door. And it's like, well, that trajectory gets set early on. And if you're super smart and connected like she is, you're going to probably do okay. Right. Like, so uh, there, those are, there are long stories of strife to get from point A to point B in there. Like uh, the other day, I, I, I think I shared this in one of our group chats. Uh, uh, you know who's out there doing concerts and like rocking the entire crowd? One Rebecca Black. Like she's still like doing music and has got this new wave and you think about like oh she was the most hated person in the world because she had a catchy kind of annoying song like yeah and that was such and that was people, an example of like yeah us at our worst because teenager hires one of these like we'll make you a song companies to make a song makes a you know cringy sort of song I, I, it's a kid i, 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 I believe it, it was for a bat mitzvah Right. Some yeah. Sort of present. Yeah. 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 She's a kid. She makes a song and some of it was just so mean spirited. Just so this, that like, what was her sin that she wanted to record a song and that, that, yeah, that she became this sort of like the subject. I think it's, yeah, it's funny. That's sort of like, yeah, it's sort of a funny thing, but sometimes be like, yeah, just look at her. Like, no, like it's like the movie, the room, you know, mm -hmm. when you watch, you know, like the thing about oh, and, uh, and it's it's companion movie, the disaster artist. Yeah, no, but like the hate watching element, like the yeah. drinking game. You do the drinking game for the room, and that's not exactly respectful of the material. And and that's a thing where I think that uh, Tony Tommy Wiseau. I think that some people see this and they actually get it, and you go, "I really respect him." You know, I mean, there may be some crazy ends, but you go like, "He made a movie. He saw it through." He put everything into it. And a lot of people on the sidelines who never complete anything, like, oh, it's crap. It's like, yes, yes, that is. And you know what's really hard? To wake up every day on something that's crappy and keep going at it. That's really, really hard. And and that's, I think, that's sort of less of like, hey, yeah, Re Rebecca Black, like, hey, listen, you know, there was enough people now that were like, hey, yeah, you know what? I identify with you. I see that. Like, to hell with the haters. They don't get it. You know, they're so looking for somebody to put down on. So, yeah. You know, I'm glad there is that place for that. And I'm glad a lot of people like Tommy Wiseau, people like I actually love the guy and like Brad to hear because like it's part of it because he's famous because of this, but also because a lot of people go like, dude made it happen. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about him. We're not talking about yeah. me, we're talking about him. Yeah, no, the uh, uh <clears throat> I, I I am certain I brought this up years ago, but uh uh Jason Pargin on Cracked brings up a, I can't find the exact quote, so I'll, I'll paraphrase. But uh, six harsh, harsh truths that will make you a better person. Uh, one of the things he brings up is when you really distill every negative comment to anything on, he mentions Cracked, but it, it's just as true for YouTube or you name it. It boils down to uh, this person didn't make the thing the way I would have made it. And the attention they're getting is making me uncomfortable. And and that's, uh, to some extent, what we all experienced uh, watching the internet react to Rebecca Black and so on. It's definitely a symptom of a, uh, a very heavy user-generated culture. You know, we've gotten to a place where we've asked everyone to, ch to, to chime in on everything. 
to have a have a have a take, have a response, make content about it, to make that their brand, and and yeah, that's that kind of stinks. That does kind of stink, and um, I don't know. You have that's that's part of adapting. Is, I, w- I wonder if, uh, and I I can't speak for the you know, humanity writ large, you know, the entire globe, but, but at least our experience of humanity, I wonder if we're going through a bit of an adolescence in terms of understanding that, uh, all of us do get 15 minutes of fame and it's not as fun as any of us expected. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've automated it now, right? Like you don't need to get off the bus in Hollywood to try and make it in the pictures. You just open up the app and, uh, make enough videos until you get your automatic boosts, your first automatic free boosts, and then you're off to the crack races. I want. I wonder if crack cocaine. Uh, Very addictive. <laughs> the crack races. Oh, I. Uh, I wonder if there should be like a field manual, like a. Uh, so you had your first viral success, you know, sort of a, a very short book that explains the do's and do nots of how to react to things. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised if there already was how to handle viral attention book or viral success or how to go viral and reach millions. The six. See, everybody wants to get there, but very few people understand how painful it is to suddenly have the spotlight of humanity shown back upon you. Yeah. it's uh, uh, Like for, for example, uh, uh, you know, we just released a, a, a well-performing video on the, the modern rogue, which means that we have two types of responses. We have people who are saying it's good to see you're creating content again, which is slightly offensive because we've always been creating content. Literally did not stop. <laughs> uh, uh, and then the other type of response is this is so irresponsible. I hope that you get sued and have to pay money and lose everything over this. Uh, and, and, and uh, like, I, I understand both of those, but, uh, uh, but hey, that's the hey. You know what? That's how much two cents is worth. Two cents. <laughs> that was yeah. Randy James Randy, who we know, once he got a uh, got a letter from somebody who was very angry at him, and like basically said, like, you know, you should may the flesh be peeled from your skin, and you dipped into scalding salt. You know, may you have vultures tear apart your eyeballs. May you be endured like an eternal damnation. Da da da. Yours in Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Literally yours in Christ. Yeah. Yours, like, yours in Christ, JC. It's big man. <laughs> it was, it was Literally just, a third that. testament. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that amazing thing of this person not seeing that contradiction of like, it's like, ah, everybody stop being a jerk. You know, let's be all be nice to each other. Next tweet, like, look at this a-hole. It's oh, like, man. Yeah. Daniel J. Newman in the chat has a great idea. The book should be called How to Succeed in Business Without Even crying <laughs> yeah that's a great title that's a, good, that's a, great that's a title. very good title i think we solved the problems of the world when it, it comes to adaptation adapt <laughs> uh well and and uh not only that yeah yeah i guess so i guess so uh be uh the way i i read it once was uh among all of the skills you can develop the most valuable is to learn how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. When, when you are a, a fighter pilot and you are pulling 5Gs, there's nothing fun about that for you. 
But if you can become comfortable being uncomfortable like that, uh, if if Brian Brushwood can lay on a bed of nails and have two people of uh, uh, hopefully less than 300 pounds total stand on him uh, and, and, and get through it, um, then you, you... I mean, life is, life is what you accept. Life is what you take on well, to, and, to some and degree. Is, it, is, yeah. uh, so, so somebody recently said uh, that uh, distilled down to a simple phrase, Amazon figured out that they could take on a maximum amount of friction between the customer and the product. And that's why Amazon is Amazon, you know, and uh, likewise, uh, my guess is it was not fun for Amazon to have to develop a competitor to UPS and so on. My guess is that it was not joyful every single holiday season for them to scramble to uh, get everybody's order in time or not, or, you know, eat the garbage when uh, of admitting, sorry, it didn't make it there on time. But to the extent that you're comfortable taking on responsibility, uh, uh, that kind of defines success. Yeah. It's doing nailed a hard it. thing sometimes. Got it. You're yeah. welcome. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bezos. Bezos Brushwood. Any picks? Any picks? Uh, I'm, I'm watching Poker Face. It's all right. I'm watching Poker Face. It's all how, right. How far in are you? I think I finished the third episode today. Uh, okay. Uh, first right. first episode I thought was quite good. I did ne not like the first episode. Really? I really did not like it. Even though it had Adrian Brody in it. Yeah, I mean he was fine. He's he was a good part of it. Yeah. Okay. I think my I'll like, go watch Poker Face. I think it's pretty good. I think it's shot kind of bad. I think it doesn't look very good, but. I'm going to watch more of it. I, I don't debate that. And it is very, very simple. It's like, it's almost as though I, I set out for it to be mm, too I, simple. I have more thoughts about that, but that's going to be an emerging thought. Okay. All right. Any other, any other picks? Um, Kunk on Earth again. It's great. Just okay. everybody watch it. I, I, I've been playing Mario Odyssey. Oh, do you, you um, it's so great, isn't it? Yeah, I bought it years ago. I had a Switch, and then finally I was set it up and putting together like a workout room, and I put the Switch there because of the Ring Fit. And then I'm like, man, you you know, you guys are better at this than I am. But sometimes it's really good to spend five minutes with your brain, not typing a keyboard, not clicking a mouse, but just like jumping through hoops and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep. So uh, that's basically why I got it. Decided I got a Nintendo a Switch Lite so I could just it's just it's relax. It's a as 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 Mario games go. I think it is one of the best ones, one of the best games of all time. Th. Holy moly! Uh, really? Yeah, I think it is a major blast. If you like 3D platforming at all, they've got it's it's really well designed. The way it's set up with how you get moons and progress through the game is really smart and generous it's great it's just it's really great yeah i like it because i don't play many games and so i'm kind of stupid when it comes to play a game and something that's very easy for somebody will be very challenging for me and having um 
the little mode where it gives you the little hints to go this way or what I'm like, man, it really there's so many more levels for this game. Yeah. It is very helpful to me. It's fun. It is like living in a cartoon. It really is just just kind of and this is a game like was it ten years old now? Uh about about five years old. I mean it was near it was almost a launch title for the Switch. So I would say three or four okay. four or five years now. Three three, four, five. Uh, I, uh. Yeah, it came out in yeah, 2017. So yeah, five years. Three, six years. Yeah. Wow. So cool. That's my pick. I'm gonna write down how to succeed without even crying. It's so good. <laughs> it's such a good title. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been after. Club hopes you have enjoyed this broker. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>